Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. This one featuring Tim Wells out of the East Coast. Lots to talk about here, so let's get right into it. Alrighty, well, I'm here with Tim Wells. Uh, Tim, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello. So, yeah, I am Tim Wells. I run the Elite Dodgeball East Coast uh, region. So, I run all three tournaments. I am occasionally shipped to various other regions for, you know, other reasons. So, I think I'm hosting one somewhere in Texas this year. So, it's pretty exciting. So, yeah, um, I've been playing dodgeball since. Um, I guess I started 2008 when I went to college. So I went to college, uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. Um, started 2008, took a couple years off. Uh, I was wrestling then, so at RIT. So um, I kind of did it as an intramural thing. And so uh, long story short, I had an injury and couldn't wrestle anymore and still found dodgeball to be pretty fascinating. So we had like a pickup league every Friday night. Um, and so I took a couple years off of school, came back, remembered how much fun it was, um, went back to play, um, and I got invited to a tournament, uh, I think it was like a Chicago elite tournament, um, I'm going to say July or June of 2013, and so we literally got in our car, drove 10 hours from Rochester to Chicago, um, got like no, no sleep as we got in at like 2 in the morning, tournament started at like 8, 9, whatever, played all day, played open and then pinch. I'd never even held an 8.5 ball before and like was just shell-shocked the whole day because I had like Mark Trippiati like pinching at me. So yeah, and then after that we drove 10 hours back. So yeah, that was my intro to Elite Dodgeball. I mean, that's pretty much the entire podcast. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. there, there you have it. <laughs> that might be the fastest... Yeah. Uh, podcast we we have kind of covered a lot of points already um that's funny usually i'm the one with like the long-winded intro so i'm trying to cut that off but um no, i'm so sorry um, <laughs> no, yeah good. i i wanted to get like a nice segue into it and so of course you sent me a bunch of the questions and uh, i knew that was See, one yeah, of them that's where so. i messed up i shouldn't have done that because you had time to no no it's all good it's all good i wanted to make sure it wasn't like what do you think is going to happen on the east this year because like um there's like a lot of to me, it seems pretty tumultuous, so I was trying to like really sink into that. So, gotcha. yeah, I don't know if you want to like edit or anything, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll just see how this goes. But um, cool. So you um, you play for not the Rhode Island Tigers, like I thought. Yeah, it so, was Rochester um, Institute of Technology. Yes. So uh, I started the team like we had had a Friday night league since like before I started at RIT in two thousand eight, and. We hadn't really traveled anywhere. We'd done like one or two NCDA things, but it was uh, very impromptu and not very well organized. And so um, anyways, that tournament that I was telling you about, July 2013, was my first travel tournament. And so... That was the um, first elite one? Yeah, and so that was before gotcha. the, the season started. Um, and so that was in Chicago. We had gotten wind of them hosting... Uh, them being Mark and Glenn hosting a tournament in Maryland that following September of 2013. So I've got a, a group of guys. We drove down. Um, I think we rented a van or something. Nice. We played all day. It was uh, not as not as hard as uh, the North. <laughs> but yeah, so um, a friend of mine 
I was talking to on the way out and I was like, Hey man, like, wouldn't it be cool to like host something like this at RIT? Um, and he was like, well, why don't you go and ask him? So I went up to Mark and Glenn at the end and was like, Hey, uh, I kind of really like this, this format. Why don't we host something at RIT? Like I can get the venue for free. Um, you know, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but you know, at least we're not traveling. Right. And so that kind of set the seed for, what would eventually become the 2014 showdown throwdown. Sorry. Um, throwdown. Okay. I've, I've made that mistake too, calling it showdown. I know. I know. Well, it's confusing because a lot of times I'll mention throwdown and then no one will know what it is. So like a lot of times I'll segue being like, well, like the first technical national tournament that elite held. And so that right. was really like the model of, you know, if we did a national tournament, would it work? And so that was kind of the test run of it. And uh, yeah, that was like probably one of the funnest times that I had. I played for a team that no longer exists. Um, I got on one of those teams that I would start that, um, you know, you get a verbal commitment that they'll go to all three rounds. And after round one, they're like, oh, we're not very good. We're just going to go back and play other sports. Right. It's like, all right, well, that's unfortunate. So yeah, that's happened like several times throughout my dodgeball career of trying to like, herd cats into traveling to play dodgeball so yeah um anyway so that that was when i joined what was at the time capital punishment um there were some okay i remember that people name. that had to leave um yeah and so it ended up becoming fatality um and if i'm not mistaken you were at throwdown for arizona rampage i think ooh I think. you are mistaken my friend um uh, i'm sorry <clears throat> i think i thought you were there though no um, i uh so the Throwdown was, was it 2014 or 2015? It was exactly February of 2014. February 2014, I was in month two of basic training for the Army. Ah. So, so here's the thing, like, and, and not to <laughs> not to segue into me, but if, if, if I'm not at Elite, there's a 98% really? chance it's because of some kind of military obligation. That is, like, the only reason why I've ever missed, um, with the exception of Nationals. I'll, I'll yeah. admit that one. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> we kind of talking about earlier in terms of commitment. You know, when when the elite dates are announced, it's like playing bingo, uh, except I yeah. lose. So it's, I can find out what dates I'm going to make and what, which ones I'm not. And so for this one, I'm I'm wide open. I should be at everything. But um, regarding Throwdown, uh, not only was I not that one, but also wasn't with Rampage anymore. And I think um, I think Brett went, uh, Alan. Maybe Bill Fair and Santi are, are the only people I can recall. Yeah, I thought Bill Fair it, went. Um, that was the first maybe. time that I'd ever seen Riser Doom. And so that was, I think, I think Brian Armin was on Rise for that tournament. I thought so. I could oh, be wow. mistaken. But um, there was some beef between him and Payan. And apparently that was like the first tournament where Payan was no longer on Rise. And huh. so. Um, yeah, I just found found it to be like really, really fascinating that um, Doom came back in both rounds from the losers bracket to beat Rise in the finals. Like, you know, from uh, yeah, losers bracket like is phenomenal. Like that was probably one of the most exciting dodgeball matches I've watched. Um, yeah, just it was just a lot of really good dodgeball people playing. You know what I mean? So. That's crazy. I, I completely forgot that Brian Armand was on Rise. 
Yeah, uh, and so I didn't actually, I thought that they just picked him up for that tournament because uh, I think that Mark picked up one or two people. He had something going on where some people didn't make their flight on time or something. I don't know. Anyways, hmm. like not their whole team was there. And so it seemed like a lot of the West teams uh, kind of had an ad hoc thing where whoever could afford to go was got on make teams, it. you know? Um, again, that was just my perspective of it. So, but yeah, um, I actually didn't know that he was a permanent member on Rise. So that's good to know. Yeah, I was, was going to say, like, when I think of Rise, I think of the the staples, you know, Surge, Tim, Jim, and um, I guess Alan. He's, he's been pretty consistent now. I forget, like, the other two. It's, it's always, like, a rotation of people now. And yeah, I completely yeah, and space that... I think, uh, I think Tyler Greer is one of them. Um, and oh, the yeah, only reason fault. I know that is because everyone was up in arms about the, <laughs> the East Coast standings, which uh, it is what it is. But, um, yes, and I, I forget the other guy. I know that they had Casey Moses for a little bit there. Well, they had Billy I, for a while. And yeah, then, I don't know where um, he is now. He's but, somewhere um, in the north, I think. Or is it south? South. Casey's in the south? No, no. I he was um, on... Billy's in the south. Casey's on Titan with Arizona. Billy Schmidt's in the east. So Billy's on the new oh, east. Uh, mashup between Davis and Shooters. So when I was talking about how how different that this year is going to be on the east, um, that is just like one cog in like a machine of turning things on the east so hmm. um like yeah so not only do you have davis and shooters that are breaking up or have broken up there was a merge between some people on shooters some people on davis plus billy and then um there was another team of some of the davis guys so like steven decker um tj manning um i think colin one of those two Anyways, uh, they're pulling a, a couple guys from Erie PA, and they're making another team, and that was the team I was supposed to be on. Um, and then, like, a couple days ago, RIT, or the Rochester Tigers, uh, came to me and was like, hey, um, you know, what are you doing for Elite? I know that you were thinking about playing with, with like, the new team, uh, but, like, they were thinking about not even having a team because they couldn't get enough people. Hmm. And so since I used to be the captain... Um, I had a a conflict. <laughs> so uh, as of the season, I'm now back on the Rochester Tigers. So, um, yeah. You always get pulled back so, in, don't you? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's uh, the reason I left was because of that very same issue is that, you know, one, I don't live in Rochester anymore. So like I live in Maryland, I work in a banking job. Like I don't have, I can't make a team in Rochester anymore. Like that's not something I can do. Right. So, and that was when, you know, I defaulted to the next in line, which was Chris Perry, who um, still interacts a good bit, is in Rochester, like, you know, and um, yeah, it's, it's interesting talking about the people that are in college because it's great while they're in that one location, but like two of our players, like one moved to Boston because he's from there and the other one moved to Chicago because that's where he's from. And so Miles, who's in Chicago now, I think, is going to get picked up by a North team. And then, you know, luckily Nick who moved to Boston is able to still play with us because he's in the East. But, um, yeah. So anyways, there's just a lot of different moving parts. Um, like I think a couple people from Arkham might be moving, uh, you know, the geos wow. from team awesome now live in Florida. So like 
You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, what's going to happen? Like some of the top teams are having a lot of change-ups. So, um, and you have other teams that are strengthening. So like clutch mode, like Chris DeJesus is like going gung-ho trying to get new good talent uh, to really improve his team. And so, yeah, it'll just be really interesting. So, It's always interesting <laughs> how, how it plays out, all these like little factions and alliances and then under the table dealings and you just show up at Elite and you're like, oh, wow, look who they picked up. I wonder how that happened. Or It's always a, a fun part yeah, of it. it. It is always pretty interesting. And so, like, especially... Uh, I was I was recently uh, thinking about it, and I'm I'm the only like regional elite rep that hasn't made the top four for showdown, and so that's kind of like my personal goal this year is that um, you know I want to represent the East at uh, the nationals. So nice. Um, yeah, so I went and got like uh, a throwing coach who uh, is helping me throw uh, with both hands. And so I guess to back up a little bit, I had shoulder surgery um, after round one of Elite last year. So I missed round two and three, and I couldn't have even played in Nationals even if I was there. So I just got cleared to play like in December. So as a hedge, I wanted to learn how to throw left-handed because, you know, there's not a high percentage of, you know, returning to normal throw after uh, a torn labrum. So... Oh, I got you. Yeah. That's torn yeah, labrum. So, so that you're um, the second person. Actually, I so I, I talked to um, Paige, and she had the the same injury. Was that was that yeah, dodgeball yeah. related or yeah? We or? Uh, we compared notes a good bit through that, <laughs> and so um, there's a guy. Oh man, I'm so bad with names. Um, Hunter Ford from VCU. Uh, I'm, I would like to get him to make a team because he plays NCAA. But anyways, he recently tore his labrum and had uh, a less intrusive surgery and was back up to throwing, and I think he's doing pretty well. Um, there was someone, I think, on Death Ball. I know they're not a team anymore, but... Um, yeah, there was someone at Nationals, because I was in Boston like for one night um, talking to people, and there was someone else that said they were having shoulder issues it's a very common injury. Like, and so I had my initial pain in my shoulder started because when we were in Rochester, the closest, uh, I guess, hub to play dodgeball was Toronto. And so they use seven inch foam. And mm. for the life of me, I cannot throw them with any finesse whatsoever. Like I'm a power thrower. So when I would go to throw these, they don't have any weight to them. So within like two throws, I would always throw my shoulder out and it would be, you know, you have an eight-hour tournament, so what are you going to do? Keep throwing. So that's how that started. <laughs> gotcha. And I, I, I try to remember, because um, I, th I think I talked to you about your shoulder. I don't know if it was when we when we made one of the, elite, the uh, East Coast turn uh, tournaments back in 2016 or if it was Nationals in New Orleans. But you had mentioned... That was when you like, guys came as Titan, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, okay, so was. that was, I think that was round three of, you, yeah, July. not last year, but the year before. Yeah, because it was, uh, it was you, it was Ketchum, it was Brett, Stephanie came too, right? I think, like, mm -hmm. Nicole Chasen yeah, came, and I think, like, Payan came. Yeah, a couple guys came from West Coast also. Yeah, because we had Echo were... and Coed, which was, like, unheard of, so, Yeah. 
That was fun. Like that was the year that um, uh, what's like the merge between Task Force and Death Ball um, came out for round one, and it was like this this ridiculously stacked team where it had like Zarin, it had Glenn, it had Mark, it had Kenny. <laughs> oh jeez, no thanks. <laughs> like, and they came out for open, and they won all three, of course, but because um, that. For some odd reason, we had 22 teams, and we decided to do open, pinch, and co-ed all in one day. Wow. Which was, yeah. Anyways, they, like, we're doing it for points, right? They lose their first round. They're the number one seed. We lose our first round, and then we end up going against them in the loser's bracket, like, very first round. And so, of course, we get eliminated, and we get, like, no points. And uh, that was the catalyst for not having super stacked teams show up and what eventually became the, if you're on a top four team, you cannot plan another region on a top four team. So uh, I see a little backstory on that. So, well, speaking uh, of backstory, um, I kind of want to go back to, to the throwdown Cause I, I feel like, you know, that you, for the longest time you had the NDL, right? Of course. Yeah. And then elite started to shape up, um, or come into the scene and they started to do a phenomenal job. And so the West Coast kind of got like the first like initial treatment of it where we had the three series West or it was like the West Coast series of three tournaments. And then it was great. And we were always wondering, what's it going to take to bring on the East Coast guys? And when are we going to see them hop on board? Because I think we also had the South was was um, coming to the mix. And so we looked at Throwdown like this is a chance for West coast to meet East coast dominate you guys. And I mean, this is just our, our, our bias, right? Of course. Of course. To show you guys, you need to come to elite. You, you need to step up to the elite plate and, and come into the fold. And so I don't know how I found out about the, how throwdown went down, but I was really happy to see that, you know, the first three teams were, were West coast is like, yeah, like we're join us, you know, like we showed you what's up kind of, kind of deal. Was that the mentality after Throwdown? Did you guys like figure, okay, we need to get on board with Elite, or what? Um, I mean, what, I was always on Elite. Coast like, I was always gung ho for it. So the team that I had brought there, um, we had played. I'd met them in just like uh, like a regular foam <clears throat> league in Rochester, and um, they were all very good softball and baseball players. So I was like, all right, like this, this, this could be good. Um, they were awful at dodging because they play baseball. And so um, we ended up not doing as well as we thought. And so that year after uh, Throwdown, we had a, another meeting of the minds and we were going to do the first season. And so each region was going to get three tournaments. Uh, Glenn was in the north uh, for, I think it was... A good part of that year, it was Lisa that was running the East, and I was just kind of picking up the slack. Um, and then I think it alternated Mark and Glenn for the South, and then um, Mark and Vince in the East, uh, West. Sorry. Um, and so, yeah, that was like the first year the season went. Um, so that was the first time at Throwdown that I had met like Team Awesome. That was the first time that I had met Capital Punishment. That was the first time 
I think like round ballers was there. Um, and a good bit of these teams aren't even around anymore. Like that was the first time I saw Davis. Um, hmm. So again, like that was, if you look at throwdown, that was my third elite style, like tournament ever. So it literally went from like summer 2013 uh, fall 2013 to throw down like February 2014. You know what I mean? So like I was in no way uh, up to par to, you know, play with like task force or like final justice or, you know, doom or rise. Uh, so it was, it was pretty eye opening for me, like very humbling because, you know, I think Rochester is, you know, a small, pond you know what i mean it's easy to be a big fish in a small pond but as soon as right. you start seeing other players and like to me it's still unheard of to play with the same group of guys in tournaments for years like i floated from so many different teams over the years that like you know like the core of doom has been together for who knows how long like other oh, insane they're like always hanging out together too yeah so and I mean, it's not just that either. Like, like Task Force is a super strong team because they've always played together. And like, even last year, Dynasty played second. Like, they've come out of nowhere. And the story behind that is that they all went to Grand Valley together. Like, most of them played NCA. So, not only have they been playing together in Elite for all this time, they've had like almost four years of college together. Right. That they've also been playing together. So, um, I think that you know, building that core dynamic between like what a role is for everyone. Um, I think that that's what differentiates between like recreational dodgeball, like going and playing a, like a league or something and like taking it that next step further because, um, you know, I play in a league now at a military base and, you know, it's the nearest league, which is 45 minutes away, which isn't, you know, that bad, but people that don't play like uh, competitively, you know, even if they're not good at throwing, they just want to throw, you know, or like if they're not good at catching, they'll try and catch. Like, so, you know, I think that the more that you play with people, uh, the more that you figure out the best way that you can support your team. So, and that was something that I learned when I tore my labor and I couldn't throw anymore. It was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to catch <laughs> or like, <laughs> this is my role you know, now. try and ball shag or pass off to whoever's hot. Like, you know, it's it it shows you a different side of playing dodgeball and how to, you know, still support the people that are doing well. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question at all or gives a little backstory, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. I don't really think about a lot of this stuff until people ask me. So, yeah, it's um. So you, you mentioned Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania. Did is there a team that you recall called Erie Beach Trash by any chance? No, I unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you ask, uh, did not have any interaction with the NDL. Like, as I came onto the elite scene, was NDL imploding on itself. Um, so I don't know if they played NDL. Gotcha. But um, so that's yeah. most of my reference for East Coast teams up until or maybe just before Throwdown. And it was, um, you know, you had Erie Beach Trash, you had Dance Party Vietnam, and, like, yeah. only a few people are actually going to recognize those names. But it's, like, 
for the longest time, it just seemed the West Coast was where it was at. And then you had um, the North because of NCDA, and then you had something going on with, with the East. And so it was really cool seeing the progression of what came after Throwdown. And I'm not sure if that's fair to say it was Throwdown that made that happen. If it was maybe already on its way, there was already going to be a series of, of East Coast teams and tournaments coming into the into the fray, so to speak. But it's so exciting to see like new uh, regions joining because now it's starting to feel like a true national organization. And whether or not that was the intent behind Elite to begin with, when it started with just eight teams, or if that's just the way it, it went because of the the demand was there, it's still awesome. And so I think um, when I look at like the timeline of dodgeball events, like the significant events, um, Throwdown's definitely going to be one of them. I feel. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, for the most part, I think that a lot of the teams, there was already a lot of interest on the East, and the case in point being that I think that we have like the most teams that come to around now than any other region. And so uh, I'm trying to think. I ran, oh man, round three, I ran eight courts, which is mm. like absurd. So uh, like I told Mark like a couple of days ago, I'm like, I need a microphone for this season <laughs> because like my voice does not last anymore. So like we have anywhere from like, 16 to maybe 24 teams that that come out for either open or co-ed and so like that's larger than uh throwdown or nationals like round like year one you know what i mean so like watching the growth on the east has been uh really really exciting so like it, it's almost anywhere that we host it there's like a local team that joins so, like, I know whenever we go and host in Boston, there's usually, like, one or two other teams that kind of sign up, that kind of thing. And um, it's funny how, like, the East has been kind of fractured, and a lot of people have said that, between playing foam or mostly between foam and rubber. And, um, like, there's a team called Ron, and there's a team called Medics. And these are, you know, I think they predated Elite. Ron did, but under a different name. I, I'm not entirely sure. And I think uh, Dinosaur Ice Machine is also uh, what? prefer foam, and I could be wrong. but D Dinosaur Ice Machine? Yes. It's a really Dinosaur. funny name. I love it. But, Dinosaur um, Ice Machine. Huh. After Throwdown, I think that a lot of people recognize that the future of dodgeball, at least in the United States, is going to be with Elite. And you know, I knew it from the moment that I started talking to Mark that, like, he has a vision that I think a lot of people can get behind. And, yeah, like, within one tournament of meeting him, like, I was like, what can I do to make this bigger? Like, this is, like, the coolest thing ever. And so, yeah, I just try, I guess, spread spread the gospel of elite wherever I go. Like wherever I'm at the gym, like I try and wear like something elite oriented. And so uh, I'm trying to come up with like apparel. Like that's one of the things I'm tasked with for this season is coming up with like apparel to try and grow the brand or advertise. And so um, if anyone has any ideas, I have some, but it's, you know, trying to get on a mock-up and whatnot. 
But to answer nice. your, your question, even like Dance Party Vietnam, it's funny that you mentioned them because that's the, the remnants of them is who I'm playing with in this Fort Meade league. And so I was talking to them the first time I met them. I was like, hey, did you guys go to that, that throwdown tournament? And they were like, oh, yeah, like that was like our last tournament because we had like a bunch of injuries. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I hosted that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's I did just that like, uh, It's funny how small the community is. And I guess another case in point uh, is that, you know, I moved to, to Maryland after I graduated from RIT and I'm subletting a condo and I get like, you know, you know, on Facebook, it'll, it'll be like people you may know. And so I saw like the name of my landlord and I was like, that's kind of weird. And so we had a bunch of mutual friends and they were all dodgeball friends. And so we ended up figuring out that he was in a couple of leagues that I had played in before. And like, we just never talked to each other, but it's like, it's, it's kind of interesting how small the world is oh, yeah. um, that like my landlord and I at one point played against each other in dodgeball. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, you never know who's going to be interested in playing. So like, I kind of want to make apparel that, has like even something as basic as like ask me about professional dodgeball like you know <laughs> what i mean just something <laughs> that gets people thinking that's like oh wow that, that's kind of shocking like maybe i should ask you about it you know so um i don't know i whenever i start thinking about the future of elite i always get like really excited because we've we've dabbled in so many different things between trying to live stream events trying to host nationals in, in different cities every year. Um, it's just, even even the forming of USA Dodgeball, like, we've known that that's been in the works for a while, and, like, watching that idea kind of come out and become something, uh, I don't know. There's, like, a lot of gratitude, you know what I mean? Like, um, feeling like you're a part of something, so... Definitely. I don't know. Again, like as I said, if anyone can make dodgeball like a mainstream thing, it's going to be Mark. So, um, like very genuine and like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of so it kind of sparks yeah, a question, but I, I did want to go back to uh, speaking of ask me about dodgeball. Do you uh, do you still get like the the typical oh, just like the movie dodgeball, like the five D's, ha ha ha. Whenever you talk to people about it, or are they at the point now where they're like, I want to find out more. This looks intense. This looks cool. What kind of reaction do you get when you talk to people in the gym? Every time, it's almost always that, like, oh yeah, if you can dodge a wrench right, and then you're like, you get like that laugh. And so, you know, I play along. Like I know other people don't, but um, to me, like that would be something that I would say if I didn't know anything else to say. Like that's the only thing I can say that would really relate to dodgeball. You know. Like, if someone says something more like the Ocho or something, then, you know, I take it more of a slight. But, um, yeah, again, I, I think it's just how someone's trying to, you know, create a conversation around it. So, um, so you don't but of course, like it always segues into, like, yeah, man, like, I travel all over the country. Like, I play a lot of dodgeball. Like, you know, it's actually a thing. Like, if you go to Sky Zone, uh, you can win 20 grand at UDC. Like, that's usually one of the first things I say more of just like shock value, you know? Right. Like not only is it a big thing, but like this one tournament has a lot of money on the line. Like, so, um, that's usually what I would say as a segue, uh, 
to try and like show the legitimacy of dodgeball. So. Yeah, I think if you dangle a $20,000 $20, cash purse for dodgeball, that, that's some instant legitimacy right there. Exactly, right? So not only like can you be like, oh, yeah, like it was on ESPN last, you know, whenever it was. I think it's usually like November or something. But, um, yeah, so then like you mentioned cash prize and on TV and like people's ears perk up like all over the place. So like, wait, Oh, wait a minute. This is real. Right? And so I have a lot of people that, that ask me about it. Um, like at the gym because um, like I'll just go into like uh, like a fitness room and just start throwing a dodgeball around and so a lot of times people get really annoyed because it like creates a lot of reverberation and like sound right but, like a lot of times people are like hey what are you doing and it's like oh yeah like I'm trying to learn how to play dodgeball again like I had a shoulder injury and so um, it's a, it's just a good way to you know spread the word I guess because that's that's the thing is like we don't even do any advertising so, um, like, I always wondered what would happen if, like, we took out an ad somewhere and was like, hey, there's, like, a big tournament coming out. Like, you think you can play professional? Like, something kind of, you know. Uh, Do you think you have what it takes to, to hang kind of Yeah, deal? exactly. Like, something kind of <clears throat> challenging. Like, if you think it's, like, not a real sport, like, by all means, come try, you know. Right. Um, and so, yeah. That's an That's interesting why I angle. think at, at some point it would be great to do some advertising. But, yeah. So, we... Um, Several things at once. Let me let me slow down. Getting ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I know I go on tangents, but no, uh, no, it's uh, I'm it's like good. super passionate about dodgeball. So well, yeah, no, I mean, uh, so am I. That's why I'm like, I need to think of my thoughts before I just <laughs> go crazy. Um, the the exp the uh, exhibition thing that that's interesting because it's I remember in the nationals last year, no twenty twenty sixteen. So in, in Las Vegas, or New Orleans, excuse me, we had a, there was a team straight from New Orleans who had like the news following them. And I remember just looking at them thinking they are going to get just completely wrecked. Like they are not set up for success at all. I don't know if anybody's talked to them, if they have any idea what they're in for, but like they think they're hometown local heroes and I'm sure they're being painted a certain way, but they're going to get destroyed by anybody here. And that was the case. And like when we played against them, I mean, we're, we took it easy, but it was just like, you know, how we, we want to take it easy on you, but we don't want to be disrespectful. But at the same time, this is also an elite tournament. So I hope you took some notes and figured out how real dodgeball is. And, you know, when I used to run leagues and tournaments, I'd always be afraid of teams like that because I want people to come back. I don't want them to get destroyed and I, I don't want them to have a bad taste in their mouths. But when you're looking at it from like an elite standpoint, I think you kind of do want that to happen. You want them to, to see that you can't just waltz in here with five or six other people and expect to win because you played baseball in, in high school. Like it, it's not like that anymore at all. Like you have to practice, you have to play, you have to get used to the intensity of it. So it'd be really cool to, to do like some kind of advertising where it's like, do you think you can hang with doom or do you think you can hang with, uh, you know, just any team from elite that's been established for a while and just not make it a spectacle, but just see like people completely get woken up. Or like, holy crap, these guys are legit athletes. These guys are scary. These guys are. This isn't the movie anymore, you know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, if there was, um, like, I, I think that WeHo does, like, um, I thought that I saw on Facebook once, uh, like a caged in, uh, like, I guess like venue or whatnot that was in a parade that was being 
like driven and so like it moved but like people were in there like throwing dodgeballs at each other and like oh, weird. that sounds like the coolest idea ever like either playing outside or like doing something maybe at like a mall or something and so i'm not um super into foam obviously because of shoulder injuries but i think that one of the coolest things ever was when the wdbf was hosted in las vegas and we did exhibition matches in the mall like in las vegas i thought that was like the coolest thing ever like what better way to like make you know the sport legitimate than like you know because apparently they do like like runway model like fashion shows there and so they have like runways and stuff and they have like an entrance that comes out of the floor that like you know the models enter from and so that was where when they announced like team usa and stuff they had like mist and you know that kind of stuff coming out and it just looked like really awesome and uh just well presented yeah it really did and so um one of the things that i've been trying to think about from like that advertising point is like a live stream is well and good i love the concept of streaming uh like getting getting like the video out there but I think that it's starting to get to the point where, like, if you want to watch, like, Team Awesome, right? Like, I wouldn't want to just watch a live stream of whoever's playing, you know what I mean? I would want to follow specifically Team Awesome. And so I've been trying to, like, wrap my head around a way to, like, from a cost point of view, like, how would we do that? Like, would you get, like, a bunch of iPods or something with, like, a camera that's connected Wi-Fi or something, and then you just have, like, someone from each side, like, Facebook Live it or something, you know what I mean? Like, some way that, right. you know, you can follow a team throughout a tournament. Like, not just, like, watching standings get updated, but, like, be like, oh, Team Awesome is now live against, uh, I don't know, like, Shooters or something, and and then you can go to, like, the Shooters page and, like, watch them against, you know what I mean? So, like, you get, like, that rivalry kind of, I don't know. I think that that's something that's missing to really like grow the brand itself and not just the brand of elite, but like uh, the teams themselves need to be promoted. You know, that's, I think that's the, a really good way to build like the sport as a whole is to really like invest in the teams. So yeah, I, was I don't just know if you have that any word. ideas, but like, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause the, you know, if, if I'm watching, if I'm watching the live stream because I can't can't make an event or whatever, I I know Pyan. I, I want to see how he's going to do. I know I want to see how Brett's going to play. I want to see if Catchem's going to light people up. But I know these people because I play with them, and you know it's it's just a very small connected world, right? Take yeah. anybody from the streets who knows nothing about dodgeball. They have no idea to watch Catchem. They have no idea to watch Pyan. They have no idea to to know that um, you know. Billy's a monster, right? They may they may catch on after a couple of, of throws, but you know the the scenario has to be there for them to pick up on that. And so there needs to be a way for people who are on the outside to want to care about us or want to care about a specific team. And so you can try like maybe Facebook Live, you can try interviews, you can try bios. But I think I kind of like what you were saying, where it might be like maybe a video blog or a vlog. Where it's like, okay, this is the day one of the tournament. This is the team stretching. This is the team introductions. Okay, now team's going into open open round robin. And then you kind of just like follow the team throughout the day. And I don't know if this would, you know, fall on editing, but I think giving the audience a reason to give a crap, first of all, 
will go so much more beyond, oh, wow, that guy throws really hard or that guy jumps really high. Cool. Yeah, because there's just already so much of that in dodgeball. You can pick any team, any highlight video out there, and you're going to see a lot of the same stuff, and it's cool to watch, but, you know, I don't care if, why the guy in black is doing that to the guy in red. There's no, like, stake in it for me. There's no yeah. um, no story to follow. The um, One of the other things I wanted to um, kind of segue into when it talks about um, exhibitions is uh, back in the day, um, they... Not not the NDL, but the National Dodgeball Association used to coordinate with the Arena Football League, and they would have a tournament um, before an Arena Football game in the parking lot somewhere, and the two teams that won would play the finals during halftime, and so it was a great opportunity for people to see um, in mass what a dodgeball game looked like, and that was kind of cool. It's kind of a cool concept to to play in front of a stadium full of spectators that are ooing and eyeing at every little thing you're doing. And so that might be, not to get into a huge, um, you know, not to get too deep into the rabbit hole here, but that might be a good way to look at how you can bring dodgeball in its competitive glory, what it is now, to the masses and, and have it have some kind of appeal. Yeah, no, no That's definitely. just my, uh, my thoughts and, on and those. And even, even as you were saying that, like, my like visualization of that was having some kind of um, like mobile court that like at a halftime or something like on a basketball game or football or whatever, you're able to like move this out, have it assembled like real quick or whatever, like maybe like a couple snaps and like both sides are together. Um, You would announce something like, Oh, like, you know, the Philadelphia team awesomes are coming out against, uh, like the Boston anarchy, you know, and something where like, you know, a lot of pride comes from where you live. So, and that was the big reason why when we had to move away from being the RAT Tigers, uh, I was like, you know, a lot of people have a personal stake in where they're from. So like Rochester Tigers would like, you know, create that for me if I was from Rochester, like if there was like Baltimore whiplash or like, LA riot, you know what I mean? Like something, yeah, there's like that something wrong with you if you don't go for your own a team. destination. You know what I mean? That, yep. I don't know. So like, cause everyone's like all crazy about football, right? Like it, it's almost entirely like where you're from, you know, like everyone here loves the Baltimore Ravens. So like, um, I don't know. So trying to legitimize the sport has always been at the forefront of like everything that I try and think about is like, how can I get this out in a way that shows this is not, like some pickup dodgeball where you can show up once a week and expect to be amazing. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of image that needs to be like molded. So and I think if a lot of people knew just how awesome it is to like play dodgeball, I think that the sport would already be like very mainstream. So um, yeah, a lot of that comes down to like uniform rules and like a lot of like the, the back stuff people don't think about. But oh yeah, for sure. Because a lot of times when you were mentioning the oh, if you can throw a wrench, kind of like the the dodgeball movie thing, um, it'll either be that or people will talk about how they like to play it as a kid, and so that's always something that you know you have to kind of counter is is to be like, well, you know, it's not gym class anymore. That was like the first like elite quote, um, and like you know I will usually carry around like either a link to like a nice dodgeball clip or like 
you know, something kind of to show people that, like, yeah, you know, you probably really wouldn't want to be on this court. Like, this guy gets wrecked. Like, um, so, yeah, it, it's a process. So, I, I, used to love, <laughs> I used to love showing the clip of uh, Ketchum just wrecking Mark. I can never <laughs> find it. Every time, I always want to show it. And, like, I always try and, like, Google it. And, like, I need to, like, save that video on my phone because, like, right. probably once a week I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Just for your own, like, personal glory. Yeah, it's no offense uh, to Mark, and I don't like seeing the guy suffer, but it just shows, like, okay, this guy who just threw at Mark, that's that's common. Like, that's yeah, that's my world. You know, that I have to worry about that when I play. It's it's definitely not, you know, your, your frat boy tournament where everybody's freaking sloshed and... You know, dancing yeah, like a bunch yeah. of idiots or wearing costumes or, you know, it's it's completely just a whole new level of, of play. And the more clips that we have of that, and I know Mark's always, uh, even Vince, are always saying, hey, we got to share our stuff because if I share my things with my network and one of those guys shares, like, who knows who's that, who that's impacting? And I, I'm yeah. really bad at that and I, I got to get better at it because there are some awesome things to share now, especially with the, with the gifts that are coming out. I mean, <laughs> that one thing of, of Vince, like, it was like since he last year he like jumped over a ball yeah yep. like, i know the one you're talking about yeah, it was weird, really like, funny thing. because i played on that team for uh co-ed and so that was vince playing with them for i think it was 8.5 hmm. and so like i have pictures like that we took as a team like before like we went and played 8.5 and so not only was i like oh yeah like that team's like based out of dc like um, I'm able to be like, oh yeah, and that's Vince throwing at Tanya, like, you know. So it's like it, a video like that, and being able to name the people in it, um, yeah, like it it creates it humanizes them, you know. Like it's not just a clip anymore. It's like, oh, that guy knows those guys, you know. Right. So, um, well, I like how it, like, it kind of sorry, unhumanizes. Them. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I, I was just saying I like the reverse. <laughs> I, I like the reverse because it's it. I liked seeing, um, you know, like you go to like the main thread or the main comments and you see like a thousand likes or more, like tons of likes. That's great. Or so many shares and you see comments from complete strangers that probably have never played dodgeball before, and they're like, "Holy crap! Like that looks intense." Or "Holy crap! That looks really cool." Or they would tag their friends like, "Hey, we should play this." Or "Oh wow, that that poor girl got you know rocked or whatever." Like yeah. I like that because yeah, we know Vince, we know Tanya, we know that that was Sin City and that was you know. 6 p.m. on day two of you know like yep, we can yep, dissect yep. the crap out of that <laughs> but to see other people engage with that content and you don't know any of these people like that's we'd like to see more of that and so i think sharing clips and sharing gifts would, would help towards that and that was something that you reminded me to at least bring up is that on on the topic of sharing um i when, when we did the live stream in the north um, I think it was like round two of last year. Um, I offered to, to come out and help run things because not only was I not able to play because of a shoulder injury, uh, I really wanted like uh, like task force to do really well and they always do well with Glenn, you know what I mean? So I went out there and right as the live stream started, Glenn stopped everything and was like, I want to watch every single one of you go onto your phone on Facebook and share this. And I think that was like like the biggest reason why we had like an astronomical amount of views, you know what I mean? Cuz it's not nice. It's not like who I'm watching or it's not like you know you in California, it's like 
Paige's family. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like it's everyone on everyone's Facebook. Because, you know, it's connected in the sense that, you know, everyone in Dodgeball knows everyone in Dodgeball. But you never know who is on Facebook at that moment that watched that link go out. You know what I mean? So that's a lot of unique people that are watching it. And so another example of that is at Matt and Kayla's wedding, they wanted to do a 1v1. Uh, and so we couldn't oh, use no staying because they didn't want us breaking things or whatever. So anyways, um, I live streamed that. Um, and so did Chris and it ended up going on imager as like another gif. Right. And so people were messaging Matt trying to get the rights to that clip so that they could like put it all over the web. And so it's just another way of, you know, growing, the brand in any way, like just getting dodgeball out there. And, um, yeah. yeah you never know who's, so, you never know who's watching or who's listening or exactly. And, and something that I think is like something that I always try and hold to me is that, you know, I might be the only person that someone gets to talk to that knows anything about dodgeball, you know? So like, I might be like the one shot to, to show someone that this is a legitimate sport. And so whenever anyone asks me about anything, I never try and like, you know what I mean? You like show that it's a professional brand that's growing. And uh, yeah. So, you know, even if it's just like a, a clip, like a wedding clip, you know, it's, it's really cute. It's sweet. It's, it's uh, an interesting way to have a wedding, you know? Um, but yeah, showing like a brutal clip or something is uh, a good way to show the legitimacy. So yeah, it could go viral and could end up on Huffington post before you know it in front of thousands of people. Well, I think at the one with um, with Vince in Sin City, I think that that made it on TV somewhere. Uh, like I thought that that was on like one of those Sports Center, like you know, yeah, it was like top twenty or top ten. To those clips, like I'm pretty sure it made it onto there. Like I could be mistaken, but yeah, no, I think it was a, like a top play, or it was like top yeah, twenty yeah, or something. Exactly. And of course, all they talked about was like the Ocho and like dodging a wrench and stuff. But like, you know, I guess that's I mean, how they relate. So. Yeah, but if it's on mainstream TV, you know, we, we got to take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that some people don't think that all publicity is good publicity. And, uh, you know, I can certainly be by that at times. But, you know, until we're actively doing advertising, like, you know, I think that we have to kind of pick our battles with that one. Yeah, you so. kind of don't have a, a say in it. Yeah. I had a I had a clip that was I, I was approached to with. We, uh, we played in a tournament. I mean, this is back in like 2005. Um, one of our clips on YouTube was just like this crazy beastly headshot that one of my teammates had made. And uh, an exec from Toyota, or no, not Toyota, uh, from Dodge, duh. <laughs> an exec from Dodge right. Vehicles uh, hit me up and was like, hey, we're looking at potentially purchasing the rights to this video. Um, I'm trying to pitch it for like a commercial pitch or like the pre-pitch. I don't know what it is, but um, <clears throat> who would have thought, you know, like some crazy crappy little tournament in Tucson could have had been part of a commercial and I could have had hundreds of not thousands of dollars and some legitimacy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, just to, to reemphasize it, it, it really is important to share and I need to get over myself and my, my network and just share as well. I mean, I, I'm one of those people that I don't want to be like a hypocrite cause I, I sometimes don't share, but I need to. So no, no, you're, you're preaching <clears throat> to the choir, man. Like if you go on my Facebook profile, like I don't even upload pictures of myself. Like the only pictures on my Facebook are pictures of me that someone else has uploaded. 
Like, I yeah. will very rarely post anything. And, um, of course, if I, if I see anything elite, I'll share it because, you know, um, again, it comes down to the brand. But I forget where I was going with that. Yeah, so I know, I know there's a lot of animosity towards, like, the movie Dodgeball. But I would love if there was a second Dodgeball movie. Like, if there was another, like, mainstream movie that was in every theater in America, like, even if it was comical or whatnot, I still believe there'd be a surge in Dodgeball. Like, a lot of people would want to play it. So, um, it's, it's the same thing that I would always run into when I was running the Dodgeball Club at RIT, is that um, every year you'd have, like, 2,500 new freshmen that come in, and that would be, like, 2,500 new opportunities to get people to play Dodgeball. And... You know, at the very beginning of the season, or like the school year, you'd always have like just an ungodly amount of people where like it's like you can't even move on the dodgeball court. We'd have like a hundred people on each side of this court. It would be like ridiculous, and it's not even like the size of a basketball court. And so, as the year would progress, it would slowly dwindle. And so, um, in events like that, you have to retain people in the best way you can, either by going out and meeting people, like giving them a reason to stay. And so um, that's why, at least from another Dodgeball movie, I think that it would at least generate some short interest to get people in the door, and then it would be up to us to keep them, you know? Right. So, yeah. I, I've heard, I keep hearing rumors of, like, a second movie. I, well, yeah, and so what I, I was thinking was, like, that quote, up. or, like, I think, like, Ben Stiller did something, like, a year ago, where he was like decked out in his like dodgeball movie apparel, like he had like the the shoulder pads and stuff, and um, something that wouldn't be practical at all to actually play dodgeball in. But um, yeah, I, I forget what it was about or what he was advertising. But it was a charity event. Okay, like a, well, a see, even that, like thing. even just a charity tournament, like going out there, maybe putting in an elite team or. Um, some way to get in touch with people that can put on these bigger events, you know, like elite is a nonprofit. Like we don't profit any at all. Like none of us get a paycheck. None of us get anything from that. And it's the way it has to be, which is totally acceptable. Like I wouldn't want it any other way. I love dodgeball, but we don't have really a budget to, to get the word out there, you know? Right. And so we're really just doing word of mouth. Um, which is clearly sustainable, but you know we're not really getting the organic growth that I think we could we could totally get. So, um, yeah. So again, I'm super excited for the elite season. Like I missed rounds two, three, and nationals last year. Like I'm ready to like get back into a gung ho. I can't imagine how it is for you having to you know dance around the national guard. But um, I'm I'm I've been antsy since like September to play. <laughs> so <laughs> i uh, i feel like i'm out of it i feel like you miss a couple elites or even a year and you just like new faces new teams new regions everything so it'll be interesting getting back into it i played in the um the la classic um a couple weeks ago how was that that was, a, that was a rude awakening for me it was awesome it was <laughs> i mean three divisions why not you know foam nosing and then rubber um bringing on was the wrong way for me to go i needed to realize what i was getting myself into and understand that there's some conditioning that needs to happen before i just jump in there 
But uh, for everybody else that knew what they were getting into, um, it was awesome. It was very well run, a lot of fun, very competitive, which I was not expecting at all. I thought it was like a just for funsies type deal. But that um, was great. Um, love to see more things like that because it's you can do more than than just the three in elite. Then why not you know go for it? And so we have uh, like the Tribune coming out with the tournament in February. We've got Sin City this weekend, and then boom, elite time. But it's always that like dang elite was so much fun i can't wait for the next thing three months from now what do i what am i gonna do until then but um you know it's funny that you mentioned that um i'm still trying to look at for venues and i'm certainly cut a little close but the vision that i had at the end of nationals last year was trying to host non-season elite tournaments in the meantime you know like while you're (laughs) waiting for them to pick back up and so um I caught a venue and couldn't get anything because I don't want to play on turf, but um, I'm trying to host a preseason like February 10th just to like shake off all the rust. Like you're not playing for points because you're not playing for points. We'll decrease the cash prizes. Like just come, you know, really just get to know a lot of the, like some of these teams haven't even played together in several months. Like get to know your positions again. Like, you yeah, know, like a preseason. So, um, and even like doing a, a postseason, like in years prior, like the East would finish up in like June. So you'd have like July and most of August where there's no tournament really, you know. So like doing maybe a postseason or like a preseason, just something to like get you out and around competition. I mean, that's why I always thought that the West was so good is that you guys have a lot of good talent. There's a lot of great competition, and you play regularly. Like that's how you build up a core group of really good players. Um, and that was something that Vince told me um, when I was leaving Throwdown. Like I, my dad gave him a ride back to the hotel. I was like, "Man, like you're you're like really really good. Like like, <laughs> what's your secret? You know?" And he was like, "Just play around people that are better than you." Is what he told me. And so. Um, that's that's a lot of reasons why I would just jump on like a free agent team, you know what I mean? Just like, you know, um, but yeah. So I think that the more tournaments that you have, and the more regularly that you're playing, you never get to that point where you're rusty, you know. So like, you keep getting better, and um, yeah. So that that's one of the reasons why I would like to see more elite tournaments, even if it's not in a season, um, just to get people out and playing. So. That's funny. You brought yeah. up a, a interesting memory about Vince that I had. That was the first time I met him too. Like, and uh, yeah, I guess he said a good impression. Cause like, I was like almost yeah, it was almost three years ago, and I still remember it like vividly. So yeah. So I remember 2010, 2010 National Dodgeball League professional season, and my last one because I was just done with them at this point. Vince had tried out and he made it. And I just remember thinking, who's this random dude from LA? Like he's not part of whatever clique that I knew at the time, but uh, I saw that he can throw the ball pretty, pretty dang hard. And, um, he just had like this, um, and this is by no means trying to be like a fanboy to Vince. Um, he, he just had like this really intense look, like the intent of this person was that he was here for some serious dodgeball competition. Like he was here to make it and, and do well and be the best. Whereas I was hungover, um, I was with Rampage for that one. We had just won the national championship that night, so 
celebrations galore, right? And just completely two uh-huh. opposite <laughs> reasons for being there. And um, th- that's cool because I, I always thought I was kind of put off by him at first. Just like, dude, this, this guy's taking this way too seriously. And maybe I was a little bit jaded too because I'm already five years into the whole NDL fray. <clears throat> but what you said about him was kind of cool. So he, he basically said, in order to get better, you got to play against people that are better than you. That was essentially like his secret. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think I had asked uh, like Tim from Rise too, and he pretty much said the same thing. So like I had asked like two of the people that I thought just killed it that day, like first time ever playing at a national tournament, you know, and hearing pretty much the exact same thing. Um, yeah, like the more like build it and they'll come kind of thing. So... Yeah. yeah, it's got to be like a, a mental, a mental thing or a, a character be. thing because it's <laughs> like if you look at some of like the dodgeball faces. I know that you're talking about how focused he was. Like that's how I always see Glenn. Like every single time. Oh, like, and you can always tell. Crap. Like before <laughs> he like gets ready, he's just like in his own world, and it's just like I'll talk to him. Like it's like don't talking to like don't talk to a pitcher if he's like throwing a no hitter kind of thing. Just like let him do his thing. Yeah, leave um, him alone. And that's kind of like that's how i am but i also have to run a tournament like i know glenn does too but um it's it's funny it never really gives me that time to like really focus on playing like my first priority is running the tournament like always um and so you know mark has been super instrumental in being like you should probably designate a captain (laughs) because like you know not having a captain on the court really hurts Riot when he's running a tournament. And so, um, yeah, it's just the juggle of it all. Like, um, it's a lot of fun. So, I don't know. Again, I just can't wait. Like, this entire conversation has just been like, man, Elite's like right around the corner. <laughs> it's coming up. And so, then before we know it, it'll be, well, we start in March. When do, when do you start? March also? We're also in March, yeah. And so another nice. question I was going to ask you is that um, I've never made it to a West uh, round. And so now that I have like a real job and stuff, and I'm, I'm not going to Sin City this weekend, um, uh, is there like a, a round you would recommend going to in the, in the West? Um, I mean, since I'm the expert in West Coast lately... <laughs> I mean, I've asked a bunch of people, like, yeah, what's would, your favorite I would place say, to play dodgeball in, in the West? Uh, San Diego, for some reason. That's always... I, just because I love San Diego. Um, Interesting. Because, again, but, I've never even been to California. I've never been to Arizona. Oh, like, right, the furthest can. I've been is Vegas for dodgeball. So, um, mm. yeah. Like, well, if I'm going to be flying all the way up to California, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just wondering who, uh, who everyone's favorite place is. So... Um, yeah. See, my, my vote would be March because it's it's going to be the first one. So everybody's coming out of, you know, post-elite season, like super aggressive and hungry and excited. And then don't know how the second one's going to play out because it's it's in Portland. So that might impact um, who actually shows up. Whereas yeah. if you're in L.A. or San Diego, everyone in the West Coast is going to be there unless they have, you know, some kind of previous engagement or, or conflict. But uh, between LA and San Diego, like San Diego's like paradise for me. I love going there and just to throw in dodgeball. Why not? Like it's just that much better. But that's uh, that would be my my recommendation is San Diego. Um, but with March being almost like the same recommendation level. Yeah, I get that. Well, cool. Well, before uh, we sign off, I'll, I will ask this other question, and that is, 
what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? Like your favorite tournament, your favorite experience? There's no right or wrong oh, answer. Can always change it next time I ask. I just I like to get an idea of <laughs> people's personal like this is my favorite time. Yeah, I mean, um, it's funny because when you when you said that to me earlier, I was like, oh man, like there's so many to choose from. Um, I would say when we went to Vegas, the uh, the Tigers went to Vegas for UDC. Um, that was my only time that I've ever been to UDC, and um, and our pool was. Um, like pretty much Titan or German meat uh, and Dynasty in our pool of like 12. And so we swept German meat and then, no, we didn't sweep them. It was two to one and we swept Dynasty. And those two moments are probably like the coolest for me, just being that we're a East team that doesn't really play a whole lot of trampoline like we have since then, but um, you know, beating German Meat and Dynasty being top two teams from the year prior that were on TV, you know what I mean? Um, we ended up going like uh, ten and two or something at, at round robin, which was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, like that was probably the time where I really felt like we were we were onto something. Um, like I, I could say that there was another time that we placed third in no sting at New York city, like two years ago. Like there's always a couple of them, but like, uh, UDC really stands out for me. And, um, I'm curious how UDC is going to work this year because, uh, that was the old trampoline style. And so I've never even played on like the new style. So, um, yeah. How about you? Do you have a, a favorite dodgeball memory? Uh, crap. <laughs> yep throwing it right back at you shoot man i went uh three for four um almost got away with it all right um <clears throat> well first off i'll go ahead and comment on yours and i'm not trying to deflect but that's pretty cool of so course. basically one of the reasons why it stands out is because you were able to hang in a completely different environment with a team that felt cohesive and and yeah, solid yeah, so man. that kind of gave um, you like German that nudge it's a phenomenal <clears throat> team and so is dynasty and so it was just a really hot day for us and uh yeah it'll it'll pretty much always stand out as like one of those like defining moments of like uh you know coming to in the world of dodgeball like being able to unseat some really high teams um yeah so it's gotta feel good that's why i'll remember it huh my favorite dodgeball memory man um what about one from the top five? That definitely helps narrow it down a lot. Right, um, right. Man. Um, dang. Well, when did you okay. start playing dodgeball? Yeah, I know this you why, asked me that. And, this uh, is why it's going to be so hard. 2004 is when I started consecutively. So, I wow. mean, starting from where, where I used to wear, like, I'm not even joking, jeans and a hoodie while I played or two playing on a tennis court to running a league to running tournaments um okay so yeah one of my favorite dodgeball memories um was when we hosted our own tournament um because we had had a, a heck of a time on our own um, when i say on our own i mean as tucson dodgeball just trying to set up something trying to set up leagues tournaments open play 
I mean, every issue that a league owner or organizer, however you want to call that person, I, I ran into tenfold, it felt like. So one of my favorite memories was just hosting the second annual uh, co-ed naked dodgeball tournament. And it was such a gimmick name, but it was a second annual because we had come to that venue saying, how about we run your event for you and um, you know, you help us with the advertising and all this stuff. And basically for me, it was just awesome seeing all these entities, all these things come together to put on a, a solid tournament. So for me, it, it's one of my favorite memories. Um, I, I got to play in it, but you know, when you're running a tournament, like you said with Mark, like you can't really focus on the game. It's so it's not so much about you. It's just so much about everyone else. And for that moment, when all was said and done, it just felt like, okay, I think Tucson Dodgeball is going to be a thing after all. And it was. And it, we were able to run several tournaments after that, several leagues. I was able to help produce several quality players as a result. Uh, but that, for me, was like the the turning point where we're no longer this like fledgling little organization trying to get our crap together. We actually got it made. Um and it's kind of a cop-out because that's not my favorite like personal tournament as a player, but that was one of the first ones that came to mind, especially when you narrowed it down. So I'll have to, I'll have to reflect on what my true favorite <laughs> one is. I mean, even as you're telling me that, I was thinking of other top moments, again, where I wasn't even playing. So like when I was in New Orleans um, for Nationals, we were having trouble. We had divided up like the, the courts pretty much, and so... Um, we would have everyone that would bring the scores to Jake, right? Um, Jake wasn't getting the scores from, like, my pool. And so what I ended up doing was they wouldn't report to him anymore. I would start running pretty much like I'm running a regular tournament where I'll just run to each court afterwards, get all the scores, and then I'll go start my match. And then I'll usually end up missing, like, the first round of, like, you know, the the three-game uh, split. And so right. even that was, like... I guess from an administrative standpoint, one of the top moments for me just to like be able to do those like on the fly calls that like helps really make a tournament go smooth. Um, yeah, those moments to me like are always super interesting. And I know it, that's also kind of a cop out because it's not like me playing. But um, yeah, I just like it when a tournament goes smooth. Like my, <laughs> my always fear in a tournament is like, I'll go show up at a tournament and they'll be like, oh, we don't have any balls or like, we don't have any tape or like something like so basic that like you can't How could you mess like, run up? a tournament with, you know what I mean? But like, and I know that's not like a very logical thing, but just like I can always work around like the smaller things, but like the really big ones, like, oh, we don't have any nets or like, you know, something like where it's like, oh, well, I guess you have a problem with the tournament now. Like, oh, we don't have a ball pump. <laughs> like you just have like 50 balls that aren't inflated like what do you do yeah. so um yeah i always try and be like overprepared but yeah so that's kind of cool um, i guess we yeah, kind of have a on, different sorry. way to look at it oh no i was just saying we have a we kind of experienced dodgeball in different ways like not not saying that my what i did with tucson shapes or is close to running an entire region but we can definitely uh, appreciate some different aspects of dodgeball, like the behind-the-scenes stuff, because it does take a lot to just make one event go well, and let alone um, all the moving parts that are involved. And so being able to kind of take a moment, see it happen, watch other people having fun because of your actions, there's some kind of gratifying, you might have said that word earlier, actually. Some yeah, kind no, of I was just thinking that the entire time you are saying it, I was like, it's a lot of gratitude. Like, it's 
like it's not even about like getting thanked or anything. It's just like watching people have fun and watching like a sport grow like before your eyes is uh it's humbling to be a part of, you know. So um yeah. Yeah, whatever weird I know you were touching on that, so whatever weird genetic makeup makes people like that, we need more of that. Like times yeah. 100 for dodgeball. <laughs> for sure. So um any other questions that you have for me or uh um, I mean, yeah, like I can talk dodgeball for hours on end, right. but I, I do want to keep this one somewhat under, I know I said I mean, earlier, I was like, always assuming you were just going to edit it and take the questions that you really wanted and cut out a lot of the fluff, um, nah, which they're going to totally get everything. Um, but yeah, so just to, uh, throw off a one or two, um, my favorite ball style is pinch. I never get to play it. So it's now 8.5. Um, Oh, you know what we can do? Yeah. Uh, let's, let's just do like a rapid fire. Okay. So um, <clears throat> you, you started off really really well. What is your favorite style, style of ball? I started playing with uh, no sting, but it was pinch. So I'd always really like that. But as soon as I realized that I can throw 8.5, it's it's 8.5. It's pretty amazing. Over pinch. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, there's just so much strategy to it. Like, it's it's great to cut loose and like get a couple of like, real solid pinches off, but it's so few and far between. Like I went and played in Towson. Like I took a class at Towson just to play NCDA. Like uh it was for my degree, so like it, it satisfied all the requirements. But um like that was super fun. But you know, I don't think pinch is gonna be the thing that grows the sport. So sorry, next question. Didn't mean to get it give you a long yeah, answer. I'm gonna have to like have to buzz you after a while. <laughs> uh why the Tigers? Um so the Tigers started uh the Rochester Institute of Technology, the emblem is the Tigers. And so I thought that going RIT Tigers was a great way to have us be able to travel and still, like, you know, have the the home feel of where we started. Of course, RIT was like, only RIT current students can wear that. So we couldn't sell jerseys. And if I graduated, I couldn't wear an RIT shirt, which made no sense. Anyways, we became the, the Rochester Tigers. We kept the same font, the same everything, because it wasn't trademarked. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that was how we got the Tigers. So, Cool. Are you an offensive player or defensive player? Uh, whatever we're lacking. Like, nice. If we have enough throwers and we're, and we're not catching, I'll try and catch. If we don't have enough throwers, I'll throw. Um, if you need me to hand off a ball because I'm not hot, I'll do that. Uh, if you need me to shag, I'll do that. Like whatever the the team is lacking, I try and fill. So good answer. Favorite dodgeball turf <clears throat> or court to play on? Not turf. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have worried uh, about different. Basketball courts are great. Um, I'm playing in this Fort Meade league where they haven't like waxed the floor in like a generation. So, like, the wax is coming up. So, like, when you go to, like, toss a ball to your teammate, like, this white stuff comes off that literally looks like, like dandruff. Uh, but it's, like, the wax from the court. And so I love basketball courts, but I'd like it to be kind of clean. <laughs> Fair enough. And then uh, last question, favorite team to play against? Uh, you know, we always have could those be, rivalries. Uh, Dinosaur Ice Machine, I felt like we were always pretty neck and neck with. Um, they were always really fun to play against. And something else that was always really funny is that um, the first couple years that I played Elite, 
we would always get wrecked by Davis like every year. And then like the first two nationals, we like upset them in uh, like the, the 8.5 playoffs. And uh, like from there forward, they were always fun to play. Like if I knew it was going to be a really close match. So um, yeah, there's so many different teams that like come and go. Like you might get a team one year and the same team the next year with entirely different players that um, at least on the East, it's hard to have like a favorite team to play against. Uh, I like something that's really close. Like I don't like to just like steamroll a team, you know, yeah, it's never um, fun. Like, I'd like some strategy involved, you know, like, oh, that guy, he always does, like, a tell, like, where he'll try and counter you, but he's really not, so just don't mind him. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that mind game is always something that I, I always enjoy, so. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. So. Well, um, we'll go ahead and end it there. So there you have what I feel will be the first of many conversations with Tim Wells, both uh, via podcast and definitely offline. Uh, if there's one thing I love almost as much as I love to play dodgeball, it is talking about dodgeball so much, in fact, that I'm willing to podcast about it. Hope you enjoyed it. I know it was long. Um, I mean, the conversations went all over the place, but uh, that's generally what I want to have happen um, as we progress. Um down the road and as i mentioned to some people you know i'm definitely trying to paint a timeline and, and tell a little bit of a story in terms of where people got their start where some of these organizations that have stuck it through the years uh began but at some point it's just going to go back to straight up dodgeball talk so hope you enjoyed if not well let me know if you did great we'll see you next time